0: Is being England manager now just a temp job?
1: Answer me this, answer me this Does the Incredible Hulk have a massive green knob? Answer me this, answer me this Helen and Ollie, answer me this Wow, Ollie, you really managed to pack in the major life events into 2016. Uh,
0: that's my motto. <laughs>
1: Becoming a father. Yeah. Losing your own father. Yeah. Losing a job. Yes. Whatever next?
0: Uh, I just got married.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I've had to dismiss quite a lot of intermission clips in the last few weeks since learning of your plans to get married because so many of them you go, never get married don't get married getting married shit getting married idiots
0: i was never anti wedding per se i always liked other people's weddings
1: other people's weddings being the critical qualifier though. yeah
0: look like, who doesn't like a party who doesn't like watching me
1: the... i don't like parties <laughs>
0: that's true which of us normal people doesn't like parties doesn't introverts. like introverts <laughs> doesn't like free food and drink i've always enjoyed other people's weddings mm-hmm. but i just felt an intrinsic fear of my own and that's because i never really had a desire to have one Um, and indeed my wife I can now say um, thank you thank you my wife and I uh, (laughs) did you do that I I actually did do that kind of ironically yeah nice um uh my wife never really grew up wanting to be a sort of, you know, Disney princess type wedding star either. Uh-huh. And so neither of us really wanted like the like the idea of standing up and talking about how much I love my girlfriend in front of a room of my extended family actually made me feel physically sick.
1: That is nerve-wracking.
0: I'll tell you what it is. When people have written to us over the last 10 years, when I've had the reaction of don't get married whatever you do don't get married <laughs> it's a waste of time it's awful. It's because people have been asking, like,
1: why is my mother such a nightmare? Yes, exactly. About the How do I choose the
0: dress? Why, why it- is the bride such a nightmare?
1: Yeah. Why is the bridesmaid such a nightmare? Why yeah. are people being nightmares about weddings? Exactly. That's a very popular wedding question trope.
0: Exactly. And that's what I wanted to avoid in my own wedding. It's not that I had any fear at all in the kind of uh, Nick Hornby style of, you know, making a commitment to someone. I mean, after all, I have an eight month old son with this woman. We've been together for... 13 years or something, and we have a mortgage.
1: And probably some very long John Lewis guarantees on joint possessions.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, so I didn't have any fear of making any commitment. I just didn't want to have those discussions about our extended families and, you know, having a big event that had expectation on it. We didn't want mm. a wedding with the weight of expectation of a wedding.
1: But you can have a marriage without a wedding
0: can you like only yeah. only if you go to a registry office yourself with no one there and then that is yeah. a bit grim we didn't want that either it
2: also becomes a bit of an issue doesn't it because there are a lot of people who would like to be invited to your wedding some of him have a legitimate claim on that
0: exactly we decided that we wanted a guest list of 15 uh, which, which, by the way, is why you weren't invited. Ouch, um, not
1: even in the top 15. So you could have pretended for no, 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 no. the listeners that we were invited. Oh, hold on. They hold on. Didn't oh, know. it was wonderful. <laughs> I loved the cake. It's not that you weren't in the
0: top 15. You definitely were in the top 15. Thank you. Ollie. You weren't in the top five. Like to That's to, fair. Make, to make 15, yes. we had to invite five people and their partners. Mm. Um, and then family. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's why. Like, so what we decided in the end to do was just invite our five closest friends from school. Because me and my wife met at school.
1: You have a lot of overlap as well in that friendship five.
0: Exactly. So we just it was really difficult because there, there are people that we were friends with at university... But I just knew if I invite them, then my wife had to invite her equivalent set from her university. And
1: then you're having a wedding for 70 people, which is what you didn't want.
0: Before you yeah. know you're getting to at least 50. And we just yeah. really didn't want that. So, I mean, it even got to the point, like, I didn't invite my dad's sister, which was really tricky, and my mum's brother. You mm. know, so we really kept it very small. So anyway, we haven't even gotten to where I got married. So. Sorry,
1: you had talked about Caribbean previously, but that, in practice, is quite a long way and quite expensive.
0: With an eight-month-old child, that's yeah. just not the most practical location uh, so in the end, we decided, uh, well, we decided upon Spain. Lovely. Um, because it's hot and uh, it's close.
1: And they've got great food and booze.
0: Oh, my God. Sensational sausage. I mean, that was almost <laughs> <laughs> the main criteria. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we found out that actually it's quite difficult to organise a civil registry office, secular style wedding in Spain. Right. Um, mm. Because it's basically non-officially a Catholic country. Mm. They make it quite difficult. If you don't want to get married in a Catholic church, you have to be a landowner in Spain.
1: Wow. um,
0: Or have a job there, which obviously Hmm. we don't. Um, So then we were like, okay, well, we can't really get married in Spain because we didn't want to do the thing where people fake it. Sometimes people go to a registry office in the UK and then go out there with their friends and family and do a fake thing in front of, like, with a fake registrar. An action replay. Yeah, which is fine if there are 200 people. But we felt we're only inviting 15, it's pretty intimate, we want it to be the real thing. Yeah.
1: And also, if you didn't want to get married once, you definitely don't want to do it twice.
0: Exactly. Mm. Um, But then we discovered Gibraltar. Gibraltar, uh, obviously, uh, for whatever weird reason, and at the moment before Brexit kicks in, is British. Yeah. Um, Enjoy it while you can. Yeah. So uh, that means you can have, effectively, a British registry office ceremony, uh, but effectively in Spain. Um, i know the gibraltarians wouldn't like me saying that but it is really in spain isn't it spain um, adjacent exactly
1: very close to spain spanish yeah <laughs>
0: so yes yeah, so that's what we did so we went to uh we had our honeymoon and kind of pre-wedding get-together thing in a posh hotel in marbella and then everyone got a coach and went to gibraltar for the wedding and uh because it's gibraltar and it's got lots of nice places outdoors you don't have to get married in the actual registry office you can choose from a variety of quite cool places so we got married in the botanical gardens
1: oh delightful so
0: it was really it was really nice and uh yeah and then we had our 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 sort of reception in a a nice hotel called the rock which looks over a shipping harbor which doesn't sound romantic and isn't so this (laughs) is like on the one hand it's like an incredible panoramic vista of you know two oceans colliding because it's where uh, the mediterranean meets the atlantic on the other hand it is the biggest shipping strait in europe so there's a smell of diesel that permeates mm. the balcony where we were having our canapes and a man was playing <laughs> Spanish guitar. Um, and and uh, my new lady wife was um, actually so excited by the various different types of oil rigs that were floating past, she actually spent <laughs> most of our wedding day looking at an app which allowed her to identify which wow. country that originated in. I did
2: not know that your good lady wife was into oil rigs.
0: Does she seem- loves um, uh, any kind of international carrier identifying app. Wow. She, she does the same for planes. But there you go, so I am a married man with two N's.
1: Got any major life events uh, (laughs) left to cram into the last quarter of the year?
0: We have uh, filed for an extension on our house. So if that gets granted, then that is another big life event.
1: Yeah, because I was thinking like, you've been through some of the most stressful events, having a child, losing a parent. Yeah, losing my job. Losing a job, getting married. And I was thinking, well, you're probably not going to move house because you love your house. But of course, you're getting the builders in. Getting
0: the builders in. Very
1: stressful. Well done.
0: Let's find out what you guys have been up to. Um,
1: Here's a question from Andy from Chelmsford who says... A few days ago, my other half and I were driving up to Alton Towers and... Ooh. It's, it's in Staffordshire. Yes. Yeah. Staffordshire. Yeah. Say hello to the nemesis for me. And Michael Jackson's Dirty Diana came up on the radio. A
0: rare treat. Don't yeah. hear that on the radio much.
1: While listening to this, says Andy, mm. I realise that I have no idea why Jacko is calling this Diana dirty. So answer me this. Why is Diana dirty? Is Jacko slot-shaming Diana? Is mm. Diana actually dirty as in christina aguilera dirty and needs a bath i don't think that's what christina aguilera is really referring to no christina
0: think... aguilera is effectively slut-shaming herself in yeah, that song
1: you confuse yourself andy yeah if this is the case <laughs> surely jacko could let her borrow his shower and towels now you're
0: just being whimsical this is silly you just because you're going to alton silly. towers calm down let's have a realistic discussion <laughs> He's about excited, about it. isn't but it, yeah.
1: it's good that the adventure has started already in the car before even getting there alton towers
0: will do that to you. Mm.
1: I would research lyrics, says Andy, but I'm scared of what would pop up on search engines if I search Dirty Diana. We have no such fears, do we, Oliver? No, no,
0: well, not with our searches. I tell you
1: what, if what turns up when you search Dirty Diana, Wikipedia entry for Dirty Diana, video of Dirty Diana, lyrics (laughs) for Dirty Diana. Yeah, it's almost
2: like it's one of the most famous songs by one of the most famous recording artists (laughs) of the last century.
1: That said, I didn't click on the Google Images tab, so (laughs) anything could be there.
0: Do you know, it is extraordinary, though. Like, that's a song off bad, right? It was the. Fifth single off Bad, there were nine singles on that album. And at wow, the, at the
1: time they didn't churn them out like they do now, where it's easy to release nine singles off an album because it's just putting it on iTunes because it's but just then, a digital
0: download and see what people go for.
1: Then doing more than Night like Five off an album was pretty big.
0: I am mean, Dirty Diner by the time that came out as a single, he'd already released I Just Can't Stop Loving You,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Bad. Do you remember, yeah, that, that, one. Track, remember yeah. that one? The Way yeah. You Make Me Feel, chuck yeah. It All. I remember that one, yeah. Man in the Mirror, yeah. That's good, one. that's Harvey's favorite song by the way. Aww. That's why I sing with him When I hold him up In front of a mirror I'm singing to Harvey Man in the mirror <laughs> That's what
1: I do Oh my god That's cute
0: And then the next one Was, was Dirty Diana
1: Wow that is a lot of hits But and the point
0: is After that Still Another part of me Guara me Chaka Oh that's you, quite good too And then Smooth Criminal
1: Oh bloody hell Smooth oh, Criminal is that. the seventh
0: single Of that album And that's before you get To the two shit ones Leave Me Alone and Liberian Girl Leave Me Alone's quite good. <laughs> oh, no, it's good. It's got that video with the monkey. The video's amazing. The song's a bit crap. I yeah, think yeah. neither
1: of those songs are terrible, though.
0: Just stop talking me me. Just keep <laughs> me out of the papers, even though I'm being really weird on purpose. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Dirty Diana is about a groupie. Um, she's dirty because she wants sex with... Michael Jackson who in a kind of vaguely like lad insane way is playing the character of a rock star but really right. is singing about his own experience.
1: Because women in the 80s weren't allowed to have desire.
0: I don't want to get into the whole area of Michael Jackson's sexuality because frankly you'd need like a 10 hour long podcast.
1: And a lot of lawyers. But like
0: everyone else, I've watched the documentaries and I have my questions mm-hmm. and it's interesting that really the only two songs that are like rock songs that he wrote about adult sexuality are Billie Jean and dirty diana and they're basically both about female uh groupies wanting to sleep with him and him being a bit scared that's basically right. what they're about mm. it's like she's like i got the thing that you want and i want to sleep with you and i'm like go away <laughs> and leave me alone i want to be with my monkey i've got a 12 year old coming for tea that's kind of what they are it's like weird it's
1: like michael jackson was alive in the room <laughs> with us I like the fact that he had to specify that it was not about Diana, Princess of Wales. Although she did say it was one of her favourite songs. The story there, this is
0: <laughs> one of the interviews he gave Barbara Walters. Um, which was one of the few interviews he gave, really. You know, TV interviews, proper TV interviews and in an And yeah, he said, uh, I want to perform at Wembley Stadium, but Princess Diana was there. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to disrespect Princess Diana. But then she said backstage is like one of my favourite songs. So wow. I changed it.
1: <laughs> did he change the name so it was like Dirty Denise or no, something he, else he, alliterative? He
0: changed it as and he brought it back into his set. He recorded a video at Wembley Stadium, and Princess Di was there for the recording on the first night. He didn't sing oh. it because he thought he'd offend it. And then when she said it was one of her favorites, he did it, and so it's in the video.
1: Also, it's not about Diana Ross. He had to specify that. But Diana Ross used to use it as walk-on music. Yeah,
0: Except, I think it kind of is. Like, it's not right. about Diana Ross, but I think he chose the name Diana. Like, he wrote the song. He was obsessed with Diana Ross.
1: Do you think he chose a uh, a name beginning with D? Just for alliteration.
0: I think it was part of it. But then that might be why the dirty bit. Mm. You know, I think he'd written a song about Diana and it's about a groupie and then she's dirty. There's another reason why she might be dirty. The
2: rhythm of it feels quite well, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. It could be like, gropey Diana. That's kind of what it means. But he went with Boring Dirty. Diana. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I want a cup of tea. I say, no, I want to go and have sex. She says, I want to do my knitting. <laughs> yeah, See no bone you and
1: <laughs> knitting are not boring
0: No well well depends he, what you want
2: you like anti-slut-shaming Helen at the moment
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've got a
0: question Email your question
2: to answer me this podcast
0: at googlemail.com to answer me this podcast at
2: googlemail.com to answer me this podcast at googlemail.com. Answer me this podcast
1: from Here's a question from Jen from Barnet, who says, I'm just in McDonald's after a few Bev's in the pub with my sister. I
0: know the McDonald's in Barnet. It's oh. unremarkable.
1: Well, she's from Barnet, but she's in Barnet at the time. Well,
0: nonetheless, she probably knows the McDonald's in Barnet. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just sharing something with Jen there. That's
1: nice. She, she
2: seems to know a lot of people called Bev.
1: Don't get it. Don't get it. (laughs) Don't get it. What's the joke? Is it too bad? She said after a few Bevs in the pub with my sister. (laughs) That's really bad. I
0: now I'm thinking if I can name any famous Bevs. My
1: cousin's called Beverly.
0: Okay, Beverly. Yeah, South African. Hold on. All all Bevs are called Beverly. Beverly Craven. Yes, Craven and and Turner are the only ones I can think of. Who's Beverly Turner? Uh, She's um, married to James Cracknell, and yeah, she's a presenter on LBC. What
2: about Beverly Crusher? Does she count? I d- who's that she's a fictional character
0: right did you just no. make her up no okay
1: what about I men guess. called Bevis uh
0: no I, I don't think that counts as a what, Bev what about what? No Bevan
1: No <laughs> Bevan
0: that's brilliant I'm No Bevan but you can call me Bev <laughs> <laughs> that never happened <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jen says. Yes. I've always pondered (laughs) the length of the chips in this wondrous restaurant, Mm, McDonald's. Of course. Ollie, answer me this. Why are some McDonald's chips so much longer than any potato I have ever seen? Because you've never
0: seen very big potatoes. Are there Um, really
1: giant potatoes out there? There are, Jen. Not in Barnet, but (laughs) think beyond the Northern Line. Or... <laughs> do mcdonald's fund secret research into mutant crops of everyone's favorite carb please enlighten me
0: um mcdonald's fries uh, have 19 different ingredients in them
1: what um potato <laughs> salt grease yeah what are the other 16
0: all of the additives really are to make sure they keep their uniform color
1: um. because they're always that golden
0: brown right mm-hmm. to then ship it across the world so it can be you know two weeks later turned into mcdonald's fries that look exactly the same they have to cover them in sugar, which is what gives them the caramelised colour. And mm. they have to put all these different chemicals on to make sure they keep their uniform shape.
1: And also the sugar and salt encourage the purchase of soft drinks. And then you buy more salty food and, you know, the cycle.
2: Are they actual slices of potato or are they kind of mashed up potato reconstituted into a fry shape?
1: Like, like we discover with Pringles, a cake for a short amount of time.
0: Um, <laughs> oh yeah, cake. They're the, the latter. So, uh, so, okay, so to so talk you through sp- the whole process, there's real potatoes in the fries. They are the primary ingredient is potatoes. Yes, yes. Some of those potatoes are actually very long potatoes, even longer than you've seen in Barnet, Jen. Wow. Um, because they do get all processed into this uniform size. So it doesn't matter what size they are at the beginning. So, McDonald's will take potatoes that aren't in any way perfect like you'd see in a supermarket.
1: And also, they are going to be using flowery potatoes which tend to be bigger than uh, the smaller waxy potatoes.
0: It's a mix there's um, uh, Burbank russets and something else right. like three different types of potatoes. Burbank
2: russets, that's a good name for is, uh, a young man isn't it? Burbank, russet. If, yes, you, have, if yeah. you have another son.
0: I tell you what Burbank russet is a great name for a porn star.
1: The porn star who fucked a potato. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: anyway All the potatoes get processed through a machine and turned into a big mush, which then gets fired at speed through a die cast until it's perfectly cut. So that's how they get the uniform size and length, which you're right, Jen, is almost like the length of the longest bit of the middle piece of the potato. All the fries are that length.
1: But because it's made of potato mush, the fries could be three feet long.
2: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's
1: not practical, but they could be.
2: The burgers have quite an umami flavour, so you want something salt and sweet to cut through it, don't you?
0: Well, in Japan, they've now, where they're not too bothered about presenting McDonald's as healthy because, you know, they eat fish for breakfast, so this is a treat, um, they now have, um, uh, for Halloween, pumpkin and chocolate-flavoured sauce on the fries. Wow Which is orange, Ooh. luminous orange and black. No. I mean, I'd just go with mayonnaise, but I'd still give it that a try. You, you don't mean mayonnaise, Martin, you mean secret sauce... No one can know what the sauce is.
1: Is it egg and oil? And then 16 (laughs) mystery ingredients.
0: Um, So, yeah, they are reconstituted potato, but they are potato.
1: Okay. So there are giant potatoes, but these have not been cut from giant potatoes.
0: Exactly. Speaking of burgers and fast food, uh, Lynette in Melbourne, Australia, has this question for us. It's imperative we answer her quickly. I bet it is. She says, I'm 25 years old and I've decided to pop my fast food burger cherry.
1: Wow, why now?
0: Just just to be clear, if listeners didn't quite understand the metaphor she was making there she's between not
1: shoving a burger off her vagina, <laughs> <laughs> she's <laughs> just gonna eat one.
0: She's saying she's never had a, a Big filthy, Mac or a Whopper before. Very
1: bad for you, burger.
0: That's extraordinary at the age of twenty-five, isn't it?
1: What is it that has propelled her to try this now? I don't know.
0: Are you the child from Room? She says. <laughs> Helen, answer me this: Should I try the McDonald's Big Mac or a Hungry Jack's? That's what they call Burger King in Australia. Mm-hmm. Whopper first.
2: Oh, I'm not, suppose she hasn't mentioned bacon double cheeseburger though, because I I might even
0: I'm not. This is an introductory burger. She's never had one before. She's
1: going for the celebrity burgers of both these. She doesn't chains. want to
0: add the trimmings, Martin. This is sort of the learner slopes, aren't yes, they? Yes, really? exactly. Yeah.
1: And and with that reasoning, it it has been so many years since I had either type of burger that actually I can't answer this with any authority. But I think you probably want to start fairly low key. And then work up to the stuff that you'll actually find delicious. Because the first experience doesn't need to be the best burger, does it? It's still going to be a striking experience as a first one. That's true,
0: yeah. So if you try the blander thing first, can we agree that that's Big Mac first?
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: I'm happy to.
0: But Whopper's better, right?
1: I would usually go for whatever the Whopper thing is with bacon in it.
0: Fine. Now, gun to your head, eat a fucking burger, Whopper or Big Mac. Okay,
1: wh- Whopper, don't
2: shoot me, please. Oh, hey, where did
0: you get that gun? Um,
1: I'd rather eat either than die. <laughs> um,
0: I just think there's no contest at all. It's got to be, it's the flame grill taste for me. You say right. Whopper and I can taste Whopper now and I'm. it's wow. making me like salivate and I want one. I, I get Whoppers. Like I go and buy probably every year four or five Whoppers and I never regret at it. At the
1: same time? So- <laughs> but Lynette, why not? have both at the same time obviously you can only have (laughs) one first bite of both but why don't you buy both meals and then have a little taste test on your own fine
2: why not go with a pal and then cut the burgers in half so
0: you're not eating too much
1: sure and yes do it blind so you don't know which burger you're trying first and then your friend can tell you they can adjudicate
0: also i'd say how much do you like bread because the big mac's got an extra slice of bread in it for basically no reason as far as Mm. i'm concerned this is why i prefer the whopper yeah fine okay if you want more bread in your life to provide more structure because you need the rules and you can't handle knowing what's in the secret (laughs) sauce because a Big Mac is like the fucking Freemasons then fine (laughs) do that okay but I'll tell you what's in it Thousand Island and pickles right it's no big surprise get a Whopper
1: right
0: yeah What's
1: what's in a Whopper making it good just like all good stuff. A proper, a proper big <laughs>
0: slice of onion for for a start. Like not a namby-pamby yep. chopped bit of onion. Right. A proper slice of onion like you put in a homemade burger. Well,
1: it's time now to take an intermission. And I think, Ollie, to celebrate your happy event, uh, maybe we'll uh, go back and revisit some of the things you've said about marriage in the past.
0: Excellent. Okay. <laughs> Which
1: is just about every single episode available uh, at uh, answermethisstore.com.
0: That's right. Okay. Well, just remember as you listen to this that it doesn't make me a hypocrite. I may have said these things about other people's weddings, (laughs) but all along what I really meant was, I would really like to have a wedding in
1: 2016. We live in a post-truth universe, Ollie, (laughs) so it's fine.
0: It's wedding season, hooray! Oh, people hating
1: the people they used to love.
0: My annual opportunity to reaffirm why I absolutely have no interest in getting married whatsoever. Florists must piss themselves laughing when they get a quote for a bridal bouquet, must not mm. they? It must just be like, well, whatever we charge for a normal bouquet, but times a million.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How much for a bunch of celery? <laughs> 400 quid.
0: And my solution remains always the same. Don't, Don't get, get married.
1: married. Let's take a question from our phone line now. The number to dial is this. 020812358707
0: or you can skype us on answer me this
1: hello hello nolly um, this is martha from kent um, i'm just ringing because we've booked a surprise trip for my kids to go to disneyland paris but i had a conversation with my dad on the phone the other night and he was really slagging it off he doesn't know that we're taking our kids because it's a big surprise and he was whinging about how rubbish disneyland paris is compared to orlando and he was saying that the French can't do it properly and it's not proper Disney and it's going and it's really rubbish. I then couldn't tell him that we've booked to go to Paris. So my question is, Ollie, is my holiday going to be shit or is it going to be OK? Thank you.
0: Aww. I yeah. mean, just because it's not going to be the best place in the world, i.e. Walt Disney World Florida... <laughs> That doesn't mean it's going to be shit.
1: I thought that was the happiest place in the world, not the best one.
0: No, you always make this mistake, Helen. Entry-level stuff. The happiest place on earth is Disneyland, California.
1: Why do they make it so hard? (laughs) Why do they have to have lands and worlds? Why can't they just pick a noun?
0: Um... The order of of Western Disney parks is, Uh I'm afraid, Florida, California, Paris. That's just how it is.
1: But if she hasn't been to any of them, won't Disneyland Paris seem like the best and happiest place on Earth?
0: Yeah, it's exactly the conversation we were just having about Big Macs and Whoppers. It is the entry (laughs) slope. If you've never been to Disneyland, then yes, Disneyland Paris will be a revelation.
2: Is it the the happiest place in Western Europe?
0: It's uh, arguably not even the happiest place within 20 miles of Paris on occasion. This is the issue. I mean, what your father's hinting at, Martha, you know, that the French somehow don't get it. There's some truth in that.
1: Kitsch isn't necessarily something they're renowned for.
0: And American cultural imperialism isn't something they take too too kindly. Mm. Um, And workers' rights is something that they treasure. Uh, So, you know, there are various kind of um, uh, friction points, I guess. Always were. In the Disney company's decision, ultimately, to locate the park there in the first place.
1: Yeah, why did they choose Paris?
0: Well, if Disney lawyers are listening, then I didn't say this. <laughs> bungs of money. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Lawyers love money. Re-
0: reading between the lines, it seems like the French really wanted it. Because they were choosing oh. between France and Spain. Mm. And I mean, I've just come back from the Costa del Sol. That's where they were going to put it. Oh. It would have been a much better choice to put it there. It's an area where most of the businesses speak English and are happy to cater for tourists from the UK. It is in climate much closer to California and Florida than Paris is. Um, You have a lot more space that they could buy a lot more cheaply for expansion. So for all those reasons, I think they would have been much better putting it in Spain. What it was ultimately, they say, because they don't say it was bungs of money, they say it was because... The location in Paris meant it was closer to more people. It's basically either a two-hour drive or two-hour flight away from the major cities of Western Europe. I was going to say,
2: Spain is kind of on a peninsula, isn't it? So it is more difficult to get to.
0: It's £40 to get an easy jet flight. So actually... Yes, you can get a Eurostar, theoretically, from well, King's Cross. Yeah,
2: but was this when EasyJet and Ryanair were... No, exactly. So, yeah, right. but what I'm saying is,
0: ultimately, they made the wrong decision. Oh, okay. Like, it would okay, have been okay. fine, and they would have been better off putting it in Spain, I think.
1: Although Paris is an international air hub.
0: True, yes, true. Uh, uh, anyway, look, there are some benefits to Disneyland Paris, in my view.
1: Is the food there better than in the American ones?
0: I wouldn't say better, because they are approximating the American style, so you're going to get a better you know, plate of ribs in Florida than you are right, in Paris. But it's better than if they tried to do the same thing in Kent.
1: How dare you? (laughs) Kent has some of Britain's most fine soft fruits. Yes, I'm
0: sure. But I would say the benefits are these. Mm -hmm. Um, The rides, generally, are more recently constructed than the ones in the older parks. Good point. And I think, I believe I'm right in saying, had more money spent on them. But I've ridden upon uh, Pirates of the Caribbean numerous times in all three parks. I'd say Paris is, by some margin, the best,
1: and that's your favourite ride, isn't it? Uh,
0: when I was ten, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now it's Space Mountain, but you know, I'm all about the big thrills these days.
1: And and also, you've got to qualify the quality of experience with the cost. So it would cost you a lot more to go to Florida or California from Britain than Paris, and therefore the expectation is a lot higher. It's a much bigger risk. Yes. And the fact is, you've already booked it, so forget what your dad is grumbling about. Well, you're going to go. Yeah. When I was a child, my family didn't really take holidays very much. So anywhere we went was exciting. Mm. We had a week in my mum's friend's flat in Scarborough, where there was not a lot in the mid-80s. Oh, yeah. And even that seemed quite magical because it was holiday. So I don't think you need to worry about your kids' reception.
0: I know what you mean. What was the best thing to do in Scarborough in the 80s?
1: There was an island covered in lights, and at night you could go and see the lights on.
0: (laughs) Hi, guys. It's Adam from Essex here. I recently went to France, and whilst there, I ate some frog's legs to see what they tasted like. They were nice, and it got me thinking about the rest of the frog. So, Helen and Ollie, answer me this. When you order frog's legs, what do they do with the rest of the frog?
1: Uh, The best scenario that I have found for this is they might use the frog's body to make stock. Yes, that's
0: what I assumed, although I've never seen frog soup on a menu.
1: I think mostly what happens is they slice the legs off and possibly don't even kill the frog beforehand and just leave it to die and then throw the body away. Ooh. Oh, Sorry. That's
0: horrible. I mean, it's horrible, but then, I mean, if you take a chicken, for example, you know, the eyes don't get used generally, do they? I mean, it might make it way into cat's food or something. I
2: think you're getting more use out of the chicken than just eating a couple of
0: drumsticks. But if the legs are really the only edible bit, I mean, is the rest of it yeah. just disgusting? Mm.
1: I think the rest of it probably doesn't have the muscle on it that legs have. Mm. You've got this tiny body with not that much flesh. But the problem is... There is a shortage of frogs, so climate change has affected amphibious populations particularly badly.
0: Can you not farm them?
1: Uh, You probably can, but most of the frogs, like France buys in most of its frogs now from, uh, I think Indonesia is a big frog producing place, other Asian countries. That's depleting frog populations. So frog eating has actually become a very controversial thing because of the frog populations.
0: I was in Little the other day and I saw that they had in the freezer section um, snails now
1: really prepared
0: snails like you get in a french supermarket well i suppose it is a european supermarket isn't it but there it yeah. was in Borehamwood snails
1: which uh as we discovered before no mean feat preparing a snail that's a two-week process yeah
0: absolutely yeah and uh, for a bargainous price as you'd expect four quid something like that for were, about 12 snails
1: were they prepared with garlic mm. butter and stuff
0: they were yeah but i was a bit freaked out i'd never tried snails until this year and then i went to brasserie Adele in london where mm. they do french food at sort of brasserie prices and i thought okay i'll try it and i was a bit like yeah it tastes like garlic mushrooms yeah, it's chewy. I yeah. I would like to know actually what frog's legs do taste like because, Adam, you have you said you tried them to see what they tasted like and then you said they were nice. I mean, I want to know <laughs> more than that. I want your powers of description to come in here. In right. what way were they nice?
1: I've I've had them and people say they taste like chicken. They do in that they're not hugely flavourful. It's a slightly more dense meat. So, yeah. like, a quail is slightly more dense or a poussin is slightly more dense than a chicken. Yeah. But I wouldn't say as dense as a partridge okay but similar dimensions and boniness okay I would say
0: I just it's never massively appealed apart from as a novelty yeah
1: it's quite fiddly I think the only time I've had them was in a Vietnamese restaurant and it took ages Uh, just to get the meat off the bones but now I feel badly to ever have eaten frog's legs
0: Well, actually, I I mean, having criticised your powers of description, Adam, I was watching Jamie Oliver's latest show where he pretends that healthy eating is his real calling in life, even though he's spent the last 10 years telling us to smother everything in lard.
1: Yeah, unless you're out of school, in which case eat healthily. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And uh, I mean, I I like Jamie Oliver. It's a good show. Uh, But um, they had that thing they do now on Channel 4 where to justify the fact that it's on peak time, they just like splurge a load of budget unnecessarily travelling around the world to research a foodstuff for two minutes. Right, the Brian Cox production method. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Blumenthal does this too. So like, oh,
1: Blumenthal adores to do that. It must be his production team just wanting as many jollies per episode as possible. It
0: was, It's flagrant. The whole thing, the whole episode is clearly filmed in one day, except he says, and for this, I'm using kimchi. So to find out about that, I went to Korea. And then, <laughs> and then it's him in like a market in Korea. The VT lasts like 90 seconds. And lots of colours of kimchi. He goes, oh, it's amazing, da-da-da. And he also, I was astonished at how his descriptive powers failed him. Now, admittedly, he may have been on a very long flight. Probably first class, mind you. But, you know, long flight turned up. Maybe he hadn't quite got his bearings. He is a chef and a broadcaster. He put this kimchi from the market, which is supposed to be the best kimchi in the world, put it in his mouth, and he just said, oh, it just, I I can't describe it to you, but you just have to take my word for, for it. It's awesome.
1: Right, that was worth the flight. Exactly.
0: Mm. I, I could do a better job than that.
1: Did he not even say, oh, it's pucker kimchi. Nope. Lovely jobly kimchi. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched a Jamie program for quite a while. No, but you're... I'm going from his 90s oh. adjectives. Maybe he was in career anyway, opening some Jamie's Italians.
0: I suspect that might actually be what had happened. And yeah.
1: that will dictate what ingredients get VT. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: This week I'm going to be making healthy food That's sourced from Saudi Arabia (laughs) Particularly a shopping mall in Riyadh Where they have fresh sand Radio 4 is on 24-7 But that's not enough recorded speech me, so I'll trot off to answer me this podcast.com/slash audible and download more for free.
1: Like Lord of the Rings, starring Sir Michael Hordern and Mitchell and Webb, series one to four, just a minute, Alan Bennett down the line, Ross Noble, and the best of BBC News Hour That sounds awesome. Listeners, if you need to cram your ears with more noises to block out the terrible world, may we recommend you get yourself a free audiobook from Audible, yes. thanks to Answer Me This.
0: Please do. And look, if the terrible noises of the world aren't enough for you, I'm sure there are Donald Trump audiobooks available. <laughs> they have books on virtually every subject. I'm sure Anne Coulter has read some. Um, <laughs>
1: Fantastic.
0: <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, pretty much any, any of your interests can be reflected in Audible audiobooks. Uh, so why not try one out? Uh, just visit answermethispodcast.com slash Audible. And remember, by doing so, uh, the lovely people at audible.co.uk send money to us just by clicking on the link and getting your free audiobook and then you can cancel you don't even have to take out a subscription if you don't want
1: to sounds like a good deal which this horrible world has so few of (laughs) hi
0: guys it's johnny hammond from hammersmith here i was watching the football southampton versus west ham on sunday and it got us talking why are so many towns in britain why have they got so many na- so many named Ham in them? For instance, Southampton, West Ham, East Ham, Birmingham, Caterham, Cobham. Did he just say his name was Johnny Ham something? And Johnny he calling- Hammond. Yeah. And he's calling from Hammer Smith. Yep. About word names with Ham in them. He Hamm- did Hamm. say that. That's, he said that. That's Hammy yeah. in itself.
1: It's like he was born to ask this question. Does <laughs> everyone
2: know the answer to
0: this question? Well, you,
2: you all know, right
1: then, Martin. If you know the answer to this question, by all, all means, go forth. it. It's
2: from Hamlet, isn't it? Not not the play. I no, mean, know Hamlet as in small village. Yeah, yeah small, but what does small...
1: that ham mean? If you're so smart, Marty pants. Oh, what does that mean? Oh, yeah. I don't. Know, I, I don't know. It's It's not from Hamlet. It's the same type of ham, but a Hamlet is just a small town. Oh, I see. Sorry. Okay. Ham meant two things, which I think is why we have so many towns with that word in. <clears> uh, it was a homestead. So if it was Cobham. I don't know that this is definitely why Cobham is called that, but it'd be Cobb's home if Cobb was like an eighth century farmer or warlord or something. Mm. So that's how a lot of them work. Uh, But a ham was also a bend in a river. So you might have a town where it is just referring to the fact that it is in the bend of a river, but also referring to like the person that owned that field next to a river or whatever. Uh, Here's a question from Chris from Birmingham. Martin. Yeah, no. from oh, Birmingham. Birmingham, Martin. Birmingham. Birmingham, yep, right. yeah. Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham. It's near Sorry. where you're from, isn't it? You've got to Why make did a noise. Why do you say something? Oh, great. Hello. Oh, Chris. Yeah. So oh, the ring? Oh, I've heard of out. Birmingham. Oh, there's an amazing Polish restaurant there where the menu's <laughs> got really hinges. Good. Isn't it
2: hairy? No.
1: The restaurant is covered in fur and the the menu looks like an old wooden door with massive gothic hinges. That sounds great. It's, it's really good. good. The food is amazing. I had
0: a knuckle. Did you drink out of a fairy cup?
1: we're with his parents Ollie Chris from Birmingham says Amazon has just launched it's dash button doohickeys over here yes. in birmingham yes. and i'm left with a little question mm. what the fleek
0: <laughs> good use of our new word incorrect of the month. use mm.
1: uh chris says you can spend a fiver to buy a button which once you've gone to the effort of connecting it to your home wi-fi network and amazon account and associated it with a product in the amazon inventory you can order some more play-doh or dreamies by just pressing the button what are dreamies with a double e
0: Uh, That's a cat treat.
1: Ollie, answer me this. How is this ever going to be a worthwhile thing? Uh, And how many have you got?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I haven't got one yet, although I am going to order one just to play with it.
1: Oh, you are? What for? Nappies Uh, or washing up? I actually think, well, just
0: to be clear, so if if people haven't got from Chris's description exactly what this is, so it's a little um, sort of plastic dongle that affixes to your wall. Mm -hmm. And the idea is you put it in the place where you use a product. So, uh, for example, on the washing machine, you put an aerial dongle for your washing powder Or uh, uh, on the toilet, you put a toilet duck dongle for Uh your toilet duck. And then when you run out of that household product that you use regularly, you click on the picture of the brand and it orders through your Amazon Prime account a shipment of that to arrive at your door as soon as possible.
1: And is that really easier than having an automated repeat order?
0: Well, it's the same as our QR codes discussion, isn't it, from the other week? Uh, although, like, hundreds of you wrote to us saying how great QR codes are. You're wrong. Not for
1: public but, facing. Yes, exactly. This was our point. Public <laughs> facing not taken off.
0: Uh, in the same way, uh, yes, of course, to you and I, I think we've got smartphones in our pocket. You know, you go to the bog, you see you've run out of toilet paper. If you must order it from Amazon, which is a bit unnecessary, really, yeah. when corner shops exist, hmm. it is as yeah, well, easy.
1: Amazon are trying to see to that, aren't well, they? Well, sure.
0: But it is easy enough to open up the Prime app and type Kleenex into Amazon. So... Really, it's a novelty. But yeah, I kind of think the price point's right. They're £5 each and you get £5 off your first order of that thing. So really, they're free. So actually, yes, it's ridiculous for convenience, but lots of things are ridiculous for convenience, you know peeled fruit that you can buy ready-made is ridiculous that it, is yes, ridiculous
1: I, I don't like that either no sure no, but,
0: but millions of people do millions of people buy bottled water even though it comes out the tap in this country probably
1: a lot of people have forgotten how to turn on a tap or peel a fruit <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but, and, and and i would speak up for the cat sand button so again cat products and expect uh, you to know uh, it's cat litter yeah that's heavy sure. and it's the kind of thing you forget to buy so like just having a button where I went on the once a week when I need to change the cat litter and it's next to the cat litter tray and I'd be like, "Yeah, we've run out, press the button. I sort of see the appeal of that.
1: Presumably this works for the products as well because if you've got a button set up for toilet duck, hmm. then you're not going to veer off into other brands. That's but, the idea. But I do a lot of my grocery shopping through Abel and Cole hmm. because I'm a wanker, but also because their vegetables are really nice and they sell cleaning products. So I have it set up to, to like... Every other week, it sends toilet roll. Mm -hmm. Every eight weeks, it sends compostable waste bags. Mm -hmm. I don't even have to remember that. You're living the
0: life, Helen. Some people have not set that infrastructure up. And Amazon, They live chaotic lives. It
1: just seems so retro to have physical buttons.
0: Sort of, but then people said it was retro for Apple to have retail stores. I mean, sometimes people just like physical Mm. things they can touch.
1: I think that's different because what the retail stores do is allow you to go and make an impulse purchase and have a thing right then. These buttons don't let you do that. These buttons are kind of doing the opposite thing.
0: Okay. Imagine yourself single. You're on a Great. date. <laughs> You're on a date. Yeah. You go back to the guy's house. You've had a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. He's oh. taken you to a a a, Burmy, a Brum restaurant where you can eat knuckle. Right,
1: hold on. If I never want to see him again, do I press all of his Amazon buttons <laughs> load so he gets like 5,000 <laughs> toilet rolls delivered you, the next day? You order order
0: 1,000 packets of Dreamies to his house.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, no, you get back to his house. Things are going well. You go up to the bedroom. Right. Next to his bed... There's a Durex button.
1: He's a player, but also he's he's thinking about contraception, which is the, important.
0: Exactly. I can't. T- is that good or bad? Is it good because wow. here's someone who practices safe sex, or is it bad because this is someone who gets through so many condoms he needs an electronic button to reorder?
1: Maybe he really likes posh wanks.
0: <laughs> all of which brings us to an end of this episode of Answer Me This.
1: For all things must end, but for there to be an episode next time, we need your questions via email, phone, and Skype, and you can find those contact details on our website answer me this, this podcast. Podcast. Dot com.
0: Uh, whilst you're there remember to follow the links to twitter and facebook and spotify and soundcloud and, and about... if you
1: don't know what any of those things are you're in for such a surprise <laughs> welcome
0: to the internet There's so much for you out there uh, to find us elsewhere on the web uh, and remember as well that if you go to answer me this store.com you can buy our first 200 episodes and our albums and our apps and other things to help support the show
1: And also get your free audiobook at AnswerMeThisPodcast.com slash Audible. We like to look after your ears, even in our two-week absences. We certainly do. Um, And please do return in two weeks' time for our next episode. Bye! Bye.